if you find in your competition that they're screwing people over, that they're not on time, that they're lousy at their trade, then your USP becomes, I'm marketing the expert. I'm marketing the best. I'm marketing the leaders. And the reason they're the leaders, the reason they're the experts, is because they don't make mistakes. They're on time, which means to you, Mr. Customer, that you don't have cost overruns on the project. Hi, it's Michael Sunoff with HardToFindSeminars.com and Consulting Secrets. Here's a short 20-minute three-way call between myself, Avery, and Richard. Avery had a potential client. He wanted to discuss some options about his USP, and it's Richard giving his best advice. I hope you find this helpful. Enjoy. Hey, Mike. Hey, Avery. Hey. All right, I've got Richard on the line. Hey, Richard. How are you? Good. Well, Avery, why don't you give him a little background on what you got going while I forward this USP over to him. Oh, okay. I'm working with an electrical contracting firm in South Jersey, and they have gone from $6.5 million to $4.5 million. They hired me to fix that. Okay. It's a 36-year-old contracting firm. Well, it does commercial and industrial work. They do some institutional work, and they do some work for the government. They typically do medium to large projects. What I did was I did a, an intake with the president and the upper management. They told me why they think they're a winner, so I created some client survey questions, did a customer survey, and found out what they were telling me was pretty much right on. What I discovered was that their clients typically hire them because they walk the walk and they talk the talk. They do what they say they're going to do. Their clients told me when they hire this company, they complete the projects on time with minimal hassles. They don't have to babysit my client. Their service technicians come in, they do the job, they do it right, and there's you know, no fuss, no bus. So I created a USP. I also created a... Um, 30-second elevator pitch, and right now I'm writing a client reactivation slash follow-up letter. The other thing is they don't do any marketing right now. They haven't really done any marketing ever. Well, I think you're sitting on what I would refer to almost as a setup. These are companies that are doing, how much are they doing a year? Four and a half million. Yeah, with no marketing. So you've got a real good opportunity there. This USP project, what did you find in the competition area? I haven't done any competition research yet, no. Here's my guess. If you start looking at the competition, you might find them saying the same thing. In other words, that we get things done on time, we don't screw you over, we do what we say we'll do, and then you're stuck because you don't have a USP then. The most important part of your research is the competition. It doesn't matter what the owner thinks. It doesn't matter what the customers think. What matters is what the competition is not doing. Does that make sense? Yes. If you find in your competition that they're screwing people over, that they're not on time, that they're lousy at their trade, then your USP becomes, I'm marketing the experts. 
I'm marketing the best. I'm marketing the leaders. And the reason they're the leaders, the reason they're the experts, is because they don't make mistakes. They're on time, which means to you, Mr. Customer, that you don't have cost overruns on the project. That's what that all means to the final user, is that they won't have any cost overruns. They won't be surprised. They'll finish on time. Therefore, they'll be able to stay in business on time, making more money. So you have a possible USP, but if the other competition is saying that, then you don't. So you still need to do that part of the research. Can I ask you a question? I didn't do that part of the research, and part of the reason why I didn't do that part of the research is because I wasn't sure exactly how to go about calling these larger contractors. I'm not a school. I'm not a, a large bottling company, not a large industrial account, and I don't know the language, number one, number That's two, right. and I don't know exactly how to get that person to call me back and how to interview them without raising suspicion. That was a big reason why I didn't do it. Yeah, I understand that. The best way to accommodate that is to get on their websites or go into their place of business and get all of their promotional material and take a look at what they're selling. Did they give you the names of their top two or three competitors? Yeah, they gave me about 30. Don't worry about 30. Ask them, give me two or three. Do you lose bids the most to? And then spend some time in the websites of those companies. Maybe go into their business and pick up brochures. Maybe go in and say, I'm looking at doing a building project. You guys do that. Why should I do business with you? I've done that before. I've actually gone in and faked who I am just to hear this pitch. So you want to try to do that because my fear is if you go about with your USP, you start marketing that, and the danger is that the others are saying the same thing. If the others are not offering a way to make that guarantee unique and matter to the client, is if your client can back it up maybe with some cost overrun guarantees or contract finishing time guarantees. Do they do that? Yeah, they do. Then that's maybe what you want to highlight and check against the competition. If the competition's not doing that, now you've got some USP. So you kind of got to move a little bit further beyond the general language of we're great guys and we do what we say we'll do because you're bound to find everybody saying that. Oh, I'm sure they're all saying that. Right. And so you've got to either come up with something that means something that's very concrete or specific that illustrates that, but that the competition is not doing. So is that helpful to you? Yes. Can I ask you one more question? You bet. Their clients that I called did some of that for me. They said, I've hired other people in the past. This is what's happened. Your client, I don't have these problems. I kind of got a little bit of that flavor, and I understand what you're saying. I kind of, I'm like 80% of the way there, and the 20% I'm kind of guessing at. And I know, like, I've done work for other contractors before, but not like a large company, not a large contractor like this. 
mostly business to consumer, so I can get on the phone and I can talk to the other smaller contractors and do a right. survey. That right. I figured, okay, I don't know how to spy on these other companies, number one. Number two, I'm hearing from their customers the problems that they've had with their competitors and reasons why they're hiring my clients. So, hey, you know, what's the difference? Well, it will help you in the language that you craft because you will have seen what the competition's writing and saying, and that can help you a whole lot. And so I think that's worth the 20% of the time that you need to put into this. The other thing is you now need to just be a little bit better and dig a little deeper and say, okay, the clients told me that this always happens with the competition. Those are negatives. And so what is it that I could put into my client that illustrates that benefit? And that's where I would say the most likely one is a guarantee. And I don't know what kinds of guarantees that industry would have, but I would guess it would be an on-time guarantee. I would guess it would be coming in on bid cost guarantee. We're not going to be over it. And those then become very tangible to me, the prospect. Does that make sense? Yes, it really does. And it illustrates what you mean when you say that we are the best, that we don't screw up, and that we do what we say we'll do. So that way you're able to take that language and turn it into a USP. If you want to email me directly, you know, your USP, uh, maybe try to email it. It hasn't hit me yet, but if you want to send it to me, Avery, that'd be fine. Is that right with you, Mike? Yeah, that's fine. I've sent it over like three times. It might come eventually here. I'm looking, waiting for it. So okay, uh, it's Richard seven nine four eight at msn.com. Yeah, I really appreciate. it. I got to tell you, Richard, I really love this program. I was on a conference call once before and kind of chimed in a little bit. Actually, I chimed in at an inappropriate time because I thought my phone was on mute. But, uh, it was about restaurants. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I said, yeah, because they don't pay their bills. You guys started laughing, and I thought, oh, wow, I thought I was on mute, but, uh, which they don't. I had a restaurant owe me $83,000 for 90 days. That was really painful, but I've been in the marketing communications business for 16 years, and over the last five or so, some of my clients have been asking me to help them with marketing. It's really evolved into being a consultant, and I was always shooting from the hip. I found Michael, and I bought the program. It's really helped me stay on track. Good, but it's poor. Yeah, and some of my clients that I have now are a little resistant to the structure because it's always shooting from the hip, and they're used to shooting from the hip, and, <laughs> and, and it's kind of like in brand management mode where we're doing postcards, and we're doing this, and we're doing that, and I'm saying, hey, wait, let's do a customer survey. They're like, what do we need that for? But the new prospects, I'm telling them that you know there's a specific routine that we do, and if we veer away from it, we're going to be missing something, so I really like the programs. It's given you a step-by-step structure that you can communicate easier to your prospects. Yeah, that's right. That's what I found is that these prospects have been too much shooting from the hip, and now they're excited to get some structure. Yeah, when you said that about this client, that this is kind of a setup, I was drooling when I met with them. I just didn't want to seem too excited. I almost asked <laughs> if I could do it on contingency. It might be worth it. If they would really put the resources to their database like you're doing, 
The only thing is, is they kind of have to create the demand, don't they? Somewhat. I'm guessing they've declined in sales because they've kind of been waiting for the business and it hasn't come. Yeah, somewhat. Where they're located, when I say South Jersey, you know, I don't know if you know what South Jersey's like. Some people think it's like blueberry patches and cornfields. It's not like that. They're across the river from Philadelphia. There's tremendous growth. Large companies are moving in and building factories. They're right down the road from Princeton University who's keeping them real busy and so on and so forth. I was almost salivating when they were telling me this story. I'm thinking to myself, holy moly. They're not doing any marketing at all. When their people answer the phone, they've heard their employees say, we're going to be too expensive. You don't want to do with us. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking to myself, this is great. How much are they paying you for this first step? I'm doing it a little differently. I'm having them pay me by the month. They're paying me $6,000 total to implement pretty much step one. They don't have a database right now. They're loading in ACT, and they're literally going Good. to type in Good. everything else. I'm going to train their staff, so we're going to do that, and then we're going to try to leverage their current client base. So it's a year contract. They're, going to, they're paying me $6,000 for 120 hours worth of work, and it's kind of use it or lose it. So get up to 120 hours of my time. Hopefully I can sell some back-end stuff like, you know, all the printing and all the right. direct right. jazz, which is what I've been doing for all these years. Oh, that's right. Yeah, now I remember more of our conversation. That's right. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, they sound like a great opportunity. So do well for them and make a lot of money with them. I hope so. That's the end of this three-way call with Avery and Richard. I hope this has been helpful, and please make sure you check out the other calls, especially the teleseminar we just did with Richard, Avery, Dave DeRee, Christian, and myself. Here is another bonus tip from Michael Sinoff's HardToFindSeminars.com. Did you know that I have about 25 hours of exclusive consultations on my audio clips page, letter G? If you go to HardToFindSeminars.com, go to the audio clips section. This is a section where I have over 117 hours of audio interviews. Page G is nothing but consultations on information product development. You have over 25 hours of me giving my best advice on how to create, develop, produce, market, and sell audio information products. Go to page G if you want to learn how to create and market your own information products. Enjoy.